0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, This Week in Norman, a podcast powered by the Norman Transcript. I am Jesse Crittenden.
1: And I'm Emma Keith. We're reporters with the Norman Transcript. And we're here to bring you all the news that happened last week in Norman and everything that you can look forward to this week. Oh, so should we, should we dive right into it, Jesse?
0: Yes, we should. We should. Okay. Um, first, first couple things uh, of note from this past week. Uh, obviously, the big thing being this last Friday, uh, we entered Phase two of Mayor breer clark 's healthier at home initiative to uh, reopen the local economy here um, so Emma, can you uh, just give us kind of a brief uh, you know summary of what all that entails?
1: yeah, so it entailed a few things, but the biggest one is probably that local bars are allowed to reopen you know with taking some some precautions and having some restrictions in place still um, so you know i I talked to a few. Local bars last week who said, uh, Yes, we are reopening, but at reduced capacity. Some bars like the deli or Blue Bonnet are no longer allowing smoking, um, and that's going to be permanent thing moving forward. Um, you know, at the deli, they now have a, a plexiglass barrier up between people at the bar and their bartenders for safety. Um, workers are going to be masked at Red Brick Bar. I know they're taking temperatures of employees and uh, customers coming in, so anyone who comes through that door, they're they're taking a temperature. So you know, expect expect some changes at your local bar, but uh, most of them are reopen as of Friday. Um, and I know that this didn't come on Friday, but we we had a story from this weekend that also focused on local liquor stores um, after the state passed a law that said you know, pickup and delivery at liquor stores went well during the height of the pandemic. So we're going to continue to do that. Uh, Some Norman stores are are going to keep that change and continue to offer curbside and delivery services for their products. So you can check out our story on normantranscript.com to uh, find out more about which stores are and aren't doing that and for what reasons.
0: Right, right. Absolutely. That's that's good information. And yeah, I I think one important thing too um, that you kind of already mentioned is that you know, for all these bars and all these places that are reopening, there's still kind of an expectancy that people will adhere to social distancing right. and will take basic sanitary precautions, um, wearing masks, uh, those type of things. Now, I know it's a little bit hard to wear a mask in a bar, <laughs> but um, I, I know uh, some of these establishments are still expecting that. And I think it's just a good thing to, to still practice in general. There are still um, COVID-19 cases increasing by the day and increasing by the week. Um, so I think you and I would encourage any listeners or any residents out there to still, you know, it's okay to go out to these bars, these, these places are reopening, but still, you know, practice social distancing, things like that.
1: In the words of the manager at the deli who I talked to on Thursday, and I quote, use common sense. And if you feel like you might be sick, please stay home. So I, I would listen to uh, the good folks at your favorite bar. Please keep yourself and others safe as things start reopening
0: right right absolutely but but either way um it looks like downtown norman and obviously other places but downtown norman's kind of starting to reopen again so we might have some semblance of of normal day-to-day life you know coming in these next few days
1: it'll be interesting to watch and we'll, we'll talk here in a second more about um covid numbers but while we're still talking about last week one thing i wanted to mention as the education reporter um ou announced last week that for the third year in a row, they will not be increasing tuition or fees on the Norman campus. So, um, prior to 2018, there had been slight, you know, tuition fee increases implemented under former president David Boren, but under presidents Jim Galway and now Joe Harris, the university has kind of leveled that out. Um, And they're saying, where I, I think that they announced it a little early um, this year because usually this would be a decision made at the June Board of Regents meeting, but from the from the letter that President Harris sent out last week, it sounds like they really wanted to um, provide some security for students looking toward the fall. They also mentioned you know, there's several financial resources that the university has available. There's a Sooners Helping Sooners Fund, for uh, students in need of financial support. The university also got some funding from the CARES Act that has to go directly to students in need. So students can apply for that. Um, But this, this letter from the president last week talking about no tuition or fee increases really sounded like more of a reassurance. And it's coming at a weird time for OU too, because we know that as of early May, OU had already lost you know, almost $15 million between its Norman and uh, Oklahoma City Health Sciences Center campuses. So the university is, um, you know, losing more money because of the pandemic uh, than was probably projected at the beginning of this year. But um, they have said at least for the Norman campus, we, we haven't heard about the Health Sciences campus yet. That'll be coming at the end of the month, hopefully. But at least in Norman, no tuition or fee increases for this fall.
0: No, and I, I think that's a, that's a big deal um, right. for, them, for, them to do, for them to be doing this and for them to announce this so you know, early before the start of next semester. It's good for these students to have as much information as, as they can. And like you said, I mean, tuition increases until very recently had kind of been, you know, at least marginal tuition increases had kind of been, it's been the normal. a pretty
1: regular thing, yeah.
0: Right, so for them to, not only for this to be the third year in a row, um, that there is no increase, but to be doing it right now during the middle of a of a pandemic that's impacted the university financially, uh, I commend them for that. That's that's awesome.
1: Well, speaking of the pandemic, Jesse, do you want to talk to us a little bit about antibody testing?
0: Yes, I, I sure would. I found out uh, a lot about antibody testing uh, for COVID nineteen <laughs> last week. So, for anybody that hasn't read the article um, that I wrote last week, um, so basically just a, a brief summary of what COVID-19 antibody testing is. It's it's a way for healthcare professionals um, to see if if a patient has been exposed to the COVID-19 virus or if they've actually been infected by it in the past. Um, the way they do that is they, they just take a, a simple blood sample, just like you're donating uh, blood or, or anything like that and uh, they send it off and they test it for, for COVID-19 antibodies. And like I said, that would kind of show, maybe you've been um, infected by it before and you just didn't know, obviously, as we know, there are some people who get this virus and they're asymptomatic or they have very, very mild symptoms. Um, so this is a way for, this kind of gives a way for healthcare professionals, um, to know exactly how large and how vast the spread is of this virus in a community. And it's also really good because as Norman and other cities across the country, continue to reopen, it's, this will be a good way for them to know how much is this virus actually still spreading? How many people are actually getting it? Where are they getting it from? Things like that. So it's, it is important to note as I know in the story that this is not a way to test if you still, or if a patient, excuse me, still has the virus or if Mm. they, or if they, um, are currently suffering from the virus right now. This is different from a regular COVID nineteen swab test that sh- that is done to see if a patient currently has the virus. Right. This is just to see if you've had it in the past, um, and just to uh, just to reiterate from that story, there are a few places in town that are offering these COVID-19 antibody tests. Norman Regional Health System is kind of the big one. They announced last week that they will be offering this test at a $31 flat fee. Uh, That's with or without insurance. Um, If you want the test, um, you can request it and they will make sure that um, they administer one to you. Um, There are a couple other places, Classen Urgent Care has actually been offering this for a few weeks. Um, immediate urgent care is another place that's offering these. Um, if, if anybody, if any listeners or any, any readers are interested in getting these tests and want to know the exact costs, I would recommend calling these places or calling your local doctor or healthcare provider to see if they offer this COVID-19 antibody test. Um, but from what I understand, a lot of the places that are offering these tests, they're pretty cheap. They're, they're not very expensive and a lot of them are kind of doing a flat rate regardless of insurance. But I know we had a a reader ask about Medicare and Medicaid, um, from what I understand, it is possible to have these COVID-19 antibody tests go through your insurance, such as Medicare and Medicaid. Um, but I also know that they, a lot of them are saying, this is a flat rate that we're doing if you want to just come in and get the test without having to put it through your insurance.
1: Gotcha. That's awesome to hear. And and thanks so much for sharing about that, Jesse, because I'm sure that will be uh, hopefully useful to some of our readers in these next few weeks. Um, As we transition between last week in Norman and this week in Norman, obviously there's some huge national news that we've all had our eyes on. Uh, We know that last Monday, George Floyd, a black man in Minneapolis, was killed after a Minneapolis police officer knelt on his neck for over eight minutes. Um, And we've seen uh, a week full of the impact of that moment and and George Floyd's killing. Um, We've seen protests in pretty much every major American city at this point. Um, We've seen the the officer has been arrested and and charged with third-degree murder at this point, Um, but it's it's unclear, you know, what if any justice is going to come out of this moment, Um, but pretty pretty amazing to watch the pretty immediate um, response and demand for justice across the nation. And even in Oklahoma, um, you know, Sunday we had uh, a Black Lives Matter-led protest in Oklahoma City, um, protesting police brutality, George Floyd's murder, and um, commemorating also the 99th anniversary of um, the the Tulsa race massacre in the Greenwood District. So uh, we've already seen that in Oklahoma City this coming Saturday we will see a march for George Floyd at uh, Norman High School. So starting at 11 a.m. June 6th at Norman High, uh, folks will be marching um, to protest poli- police brutality, remember George Floyd, and um, you know carry the cause of Black Lives Matter in Norman. Um, but Jesse, I know there's been a lot of national news on this this week, and we're, we're just starting to see um, how some of this is coming to Norman and Oklahoma City as, as people start to protest in March, but if people want to um, Follow this cause or, or help from where they are. How can they do that?
0: Yeah, so there are actually a, a few different uh, Organizations that are that are offering um, different levels of assistance um, to not only the the, the African American community um, across the country, locally and across the country, um, but uh, just several different ways they're trying to help. One of those things I know that uh, me and my girlfriend Tasha actually donated to is the Minnesota Freedom Fund. They are committed um, to helping uh, to free people, especially protesters that may be um, impacted um, through Uh, all of these protests that are that have happened the last few days and are coming in the next few days. Um, But actually they have gotten uh, kind of, you know, good news, I guess they've, they've gotten so many donations that they've actually mentioned a couple of other organizations um, that people can donate to. Um, One of those is the black visions collective and the other is uh, the North star collective. Uh, Again, a lot of these organizations are just committed to, uh, there are several organizations that are committed to maybe helping with the legal fees uh, of people um, that are arrested during these protests. Um, some of them are, are just trying to get supplies um, to these protesters, but the main thing, I think, is just trying to support George Floyd and his family yeah. um, through this difficult time. Obviously, um, just a, a horrible, a horrible scene, um, a horrible video of his murder that's that's been circulating around. And uh, obviously, this a lot of this is just the cause of several incidences like this that have happened in recent years right and so obviously this is a problem that that isn't new it's it's been here for it's been here for a long time um so i encourage anybody um, that's listening um or any of our readers if if you've seen what's been going on and you and you want to help you want to help george floyd's family or you want to help people who are trying to to fight racial injustice or to maybe even reform the criminal justice system there are places out there that are trying to help during this difficult time
1: Right and and, like Jesse mentioned, there is a way to directly support the family george floyd 's family has a goFundme going, um, and as he mentioned with the Minnesota Freedom Fund, bail funds are always a great way to um, support folks who have been jailed and try and see um, some some justice in those situations. so we um, will be following this obviously as as Um, March has come to Norman, and as the situation continues to play out, because like Jesse said, this is the result of years and and decades and centuries um, worth of racism and injustice. So we'll certainly have our eyes on this um, and, you know, hope that the resources that we've talked about today are helpful.
0: Absolutely. And the last thing I'd like to add is, is, like you said, I mean, obviously this started in Minneapolis, but these protests have spread across the country and know it was kind of inedible uh, that protests and rallies and things were going to happen here in Norman or here in Oklahoma City locally Um, so obviously we encourage people if you're you're passionate about this um, we encourage you um, to to go to these rallies go to these protests make your voice heard Um, but also you know kind of unfortunately we're still in the middle of this COVID-19 pandemic so kind of a kind of a you know an unfortunate time um, you know, for all these people who are wanting to, to gather and obviously support a good cause, but we encourage people to still do that. But obviously still try to try to adhere to social distancing if you can, um, maybe still wear a mask. I know it's, I know it's hard to do these things at these kind of events. Um, so it's not to say don't go do these things, but still, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. So there's, there's good ways to do this and still do it safely.
1: Definitely. Keep yourself and others as safe as you can, um, no matter how you're participating in this. Um, and and on that note, too, I'm going to talk a little about COVID numbers locally. <laughs> um, unfortunately, in Norman, you know, I track COVID numbers every day and at the end of the month here between May 21st and May 29th Norman reported 17 new COVID-19 cases and what I thought was interesting about that you know again looking at the numbers every day none of those were in local nursing homes or long-term care facilities actually local nursing homes have not reported new uh, cases or deaths they haven't reported new death in in over a week at this point that could change you know over the weekend unfortunately but um, they haven't reported new cases since mid May. So these cases are starting, you know, out in the community. I reached out to the Clubin County Health Department late in the week and said, hey, we have you know, over 15 new cases in, in the community recently. Um, what's, what's going on here? And they said that they don't think those cases are tied to any particular event or gathering. They think that they're all just, you know, general community spread but they're definitely keeping an eye on it. So something for you guys to keep in mind too, uh, COVID still is spreading locally and uh, it's definitely extremely worth still taking precautions where you can, still wearing masks, still using hand sanitizer. Uh, This thing is not going away. So um, we just need to be cautious locally and of course, You can check (laughs) normantranscript.com every day for updates on what that situation looks like in in Norman and Cleveland County.
0: No, absolutely. That's, that's good information. I know, I know I have appreciated and several readers have appreciated that you've kept on top of the COVID-19 numbers. Um, cause like you said, and I think we've, we, we've kind of already, uh, reiterated, um, in other podcasts and in this one, but this is still a, a pandemic that's going on. So if, if any of you listeners out there are like me, I know it's, I know it's been hard to stay indoors, um, the last couple of months. And I know there's a yearning to, to try to get back to some sort of normalcy, um, to get back to a regular daily life. But um, it's still important, like you said, to to wear masks and um, to social distance if you can and, and things like that.
1: Definitely. And we'll see, you know, keep tracking these numbers, keep seeing how this is going. You mentioned earlier, we're now in the second phase of Norman's reopening plan. The next phase will start June 12th, um, if all goes according to protocol and plan. And that's, That's just gonna be a few additional things that will open. So um, actually probably the biggest thing is that visitations to hospitals and senior living facilities can start up again. Uh, Again, Norman Nursing Homes, from the numbers we're seeing reported, seem to have gotten a handle on their COVID infections, but it'll be interesting to hear. I know I'm working on a story this week, um, hopefully talking to some of those places and seeing what they're feeling about the possibility of reopening mid-June. Um, the, the few other things that are happening, um, you know, youth sports leagues can start having games and uh, group sizes, group gatherings can, Um, start growing again you know we for a while we were at um, 10 people or less in a group Um, so that recommendation is continuing to go up for group sizes so again it will be interesting to see the next few weeks Um, we don't always know why there's an increase in cases you know I talked about the 17 new cases in the last week of May but Um, That could be increased access to testing. There are so many variables in uh, spikes in numbers. So we will continue to see. And um, again, encourage all you guys to stay safe and think about um, your health and the health of those you love.
0: No, absolutely. And I'll be interested to see um, what all comes out in your story about uh, assisted living facilities and nursing homes, what they're they're going to be doing in mid-June. Are they going to reopen? Um and allow visitors um, when you know when they're allowed to, um, and if they do, how they're going to go about doing that to keep uh, the residents there safe. So um, I know I know you'll stay on top of all of that, and I'm interested to see um, everything that goes into that story.
1: Yeah, and I I always encourage readers. I've had a few reach out the last few weeks about these uh, daily case total stories, and it's really awesome because you guys have some great suggestions and questions. So I always encourage readers to reach out. My email is ekeith at normantranscript.com. Hit me up with your questions, your ideas, whatever you want to know out of these stories about COVID 19. I am always open to that discussion and asking those questions.
0: Oh, absolutely, and and just to add a, a little thing, there are so many ways to look at this pandemic, and so many, so many viewpoints, and so many things that you know. Sometimes it's hard for us to to know everything that we need to look at, and we may not think of everything that we need to look at. So I know you've kind of been um, staying on top of the COVID nineteen numbers, but we know there's still a lot that's going on with this pandemic. So I know I know we all encourage um, any listeners, either readers out there, to to please reach out to us.
1: Definitely. And uh, with that, we'll tell you that you can find us at normantranscript.com, the Norman Transcript on Facebook, and at Norman News on Twitter. We look forward to hearing from you guys. We thank you for listening and reading, and uh, keep staying safe out there, guys.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Please let us know if there's anything in our next podcast that you'd like us to talk about, or um, just any any suggestions or any ideas um, for our podcast in general. I know we're open about it, and I know that uh, at the end of the day, we just we're trying to use this to keep um, you guys informed. That's that's Definitely. what we wanted. That's what we want to do. Um, so i um, like Emma said, please reach out to us through social media, through our emails, and um, and uh, thank you guys for supporting us, and thank you for everything you do.
1: Have a safe week, guys.